Okay, welcome to the, I'm, I'm taking away the number because we haven't set a number. The continuous series in Nevi'im um, Rishonim uh, as the series of course is called, in a second, get the email open. Um, as we continue in our series of, of, of prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the book of, of Shoftim. Um, the series will focus on how Shmuel Hanavi, the author of the book of Shoftim, sends us, sent us many messages for our times. Uh, of course, the series is dedicated uh, in memory of Harabi Achmiel ben Arameir, which uh, Father Moshe is on with us, of course, tonight. Uh, again, I want to welcome, of course, the Shul people and all the Hillcrest people and friends and beyond that, that are joining us. Uh, I also want to point out that if you want to hear some of the, some of the other Shiram, or, or some like Dafyomi or whatever. Um, it's on the it's, uh, jewishpodcast.fm slash Rabbi Elisha Weiss. You can find all, some of my shirim up there. Um, I will also put up another lecture series, which I gave in the fall. Uh, eventually, it'll be filled, uh, filled. It's also available on, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Music, and, and everybody, by Googling my name, Rabbi Elisha Weiss, uh, you will find uh, all, of those, all, all of those things. Okay, um, I wanted to mention uh, number one a vort um, that Rabbi that Rabbi Freelander said. Thank thank you Moshe for forwarding that to me. Uh, he said he said the following. Uh, last week we spoke about the concept. We spoke about the concept of shira, of 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 singing a song. So we're going, to, we're going to see today that the concept of shira, of raising ourselves to the level of shira, is a very high level of spirituality. It's not simply, it's not simply, oh, I said thank you. It's a, it, it's a, a level of spirituality that 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 is sought after. Uh, and Rabbi Freelander pointed out um, that a shira is. Is, is corresponds to the cry and scream for help. That the Sa'akar was so intense and disjointed, the, the proper Akarasatov to such an outcry is a Shira. That when, that when Am Yisrael is in such a deep crisis, uh, that we reach the lowest point, and we saw in the story how 18 years of that persecution, when we sing Shira, so that, that, that's the undoing of that level of crisis uh, that we hit, and that's uh, and that's the importance of shira. So shira corresponds to tzaka, to the outcry of distress. And now that we've been saved from this distress, we've now reached uh, um, another another level of spirituality. And the reaction to that tzaka, Rabbi Freelander explained, was that concept of of shira. So that was uh, that was a word that he shared. Um, I also want to uh, I want to share with you uh, a word from today's daf. Fascinating idea. Uh, today's daf was Mr. Uh, Zerevin, I think it was Aleph, was today. So the Gemara tells tells a a, a story that Shlomo Amelech uh, wrote many many parables. Right? The Gemara said at the end of today's daf, the end of daf Aleph, quotes the pasuk in Malachim. Vaidaber shloshes alafei mashal 
Vayhi Shiro Chamisha Ve'elah. That Shlomo HaMelech wrote 3,000 Mishalim, and he, saw, and he wrote uh, 1,500 poems or songs. Elamid, Sha'amar Shlomo Akol Davar Bidavar Shal Torah, that teaches us that on every word of Torah, uh, every aspect of Torah, Shlomo HaMelech wrote, Shloshet Alafei Mashal. For the Torah, he wrote, he wrote tons of, of parables and mishalim to help us understand better the Torah. And, and some, some say it was based on the Talmim, the Trop. Uh, and, and when it came to Direi Rabbonan, uh, 1,500 reasons for each Mitzvah de Rabbonan. Now, now we, spoke about, we spoke about how the the concept of the Novi is to teach us lessons for all, from all generations to come. And so the question, the question we have on this Gemara, and again, it's a Pasuk in, in Malachim, um, it's, it's Perak He, uh, Perak, uh, Malachim Allah, Perak He, Pasuk Yibbeis, says, Vayidaber Shloshes Alafeim Mashal. So where are these, where are these stories? Where are these Mishalim? We know we have Mishlei, we have Kohelis, and even there he says, Tikein Mishnah and Kohelis, it says, we read it on Sukkot, Tikein Mishalim Harbei. So where are they? So I want to read to you the most incredible Masudas Talmud that I have ever saw. And this is an unbelievable insight into history. Writes the Masudat Talmud. Hamotzi Besichlo, he said, the Mishalim came from Shlomo Amalek's heart and from his Seichel. Uh, and the goal was to, to, to institute in us, to, to inculcate in us, Yeras Hashem. And, and he tells the story that uh, the Masuda David asked the question, where are these Mishalim? We don't know. 1,500, that's a lot. Or 3,000, that's a lot. Where are they? We don't have them. Ki rabim me'itanu So Masuda David says that many of Shlomo HaMelech's Svarim was lost to us in the Golas. And they came into the hands of the non-Jews, the non-Jewish scholars. And they copied the words and they declared that we have a, a revelation for the world. But in fact, it was stolen from Shlomo Amel. So in other words, so in other words, every our wisdom of the world comes from, from, from Shlomo Amel. Every, every, whenever we understand of the world, whatever Chidushim philosophers come, came up with in the world, is all based on Chachma Shlomo. They won't tell you it's Chachma Shlomo, but, but it's, all, it's all based on Chachma Shlomo. So I, I say this to you in the context of Nevoah, because you know, this idea that Nevoah, again, as the Mesudat David writes, that the goal of Shlomo was to inculcate the value of Yiras Hashem, to understanding that just to tell people to have Yiras Hashem is, is challenging. But, but, but he came up with philosophic understandings of every aspect of the world. And because he came up with these, with these philosophic understandings of the world, people bought in and people were able to appreciate. 
and the, the non-Jews, when they when they saw his great wisdom, um, and he was, as he's called, course called Chacham Mikol Adam, then he then they uh, used it and they claimed that they have a Kiddush on the world, Kiddush in the understanding of the world, when in fact uh, we already we already had the Baalus on. Anyway, that's in uh, today's talk. Uh, now, I, I mentioned this to you, uh, in, just to tie it back to, to our story, is, is every, and I've said this many times, everything that Shlomo and David accomplished comes back to Shmuel and Ovi, who's the author of Sefer Shelter. His groundwork and his effort and his, his, really his courage to take on the Jewish people and to correct their ways is what allowed all of this to take place. Anytime there's peace and prosperity among the Jewish people, there's a lot of Torah. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's, uh, uh, I don't think I'm going on a limb to say that the Jewish community in America is somewhat prosperous. Doesn't mean everybody is always people that are, that are in need. But uh, and look how much Torah is being studied today. As Rabbi Wine points out, um, one can make an argument that, that on, on a daily basis, more Torah is studied uh, by, by more people than any time in Jewish history in, in the year 20, uh, 2020. 2020. Uh, end of Tavshin Pei, as we, as we come to the end of that year. And, a lot of, and, and that's because of, the, of, the, of what we have been offered in this country uh, and the Medida Shochesa that we live in, at least for now, uh, how much longer that's going to last, I do not know. But uh, at least for now, we have that ability and we could study. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now, that takes us to Parakvot. Okay. This story has so many, you know, you know my favorite people. And, and, and not because of his, of his lumbus, not because of his scholarly effort, just because of his understanding of what it means to be a Jewish leader. And we're going to see that today. And, and, and I really, I, I not only do, I mean, I appreciate it. You know what I say. Uh, but you see how Kaddish Baruch Hu sees in him, we're going to read the Radak soon, that Kaddish Baruch Hu sees in him special leadership qualities because of his uh, effort for the, for the Jewish people. Now, here's, here's the first sign of, of the power of the Shiro. Vayasu b'nei Yisrael hara b'nei Hashem. Okay, so um, Devorah dies and Barak dies. And B'nai Israel goes south. They do, they do what's bad in the eyes of Hashem. Now, what, what do, now Rashi points out, what does it not say by Yosifu? Up until now, it says, the, the Shofi died, and then Israel continued to do bad in the eyes of Hashem. Says Rashi, unbelievable. He said, Up until now, the, the Novi says, Because one sin was really, it was really one on top of the other. Yeah, it was quiet, but then they really never went away, and then they can. However, he says, because of Devorah and Barak's song. Um, the Shira, the, the song of praise to Hashem, wiped out everything 
that came before. Meaning the fact that they reached the level where they sang Ashira to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not just thank you Hashem, there's a, a big song today, thank you Hashem, not just because they said thank you Hashem, but, but, but they, they hit such a spiritual height that they reached the level of Shira, so it wiped out everything that came before. Now they reach the new level of, of, it's a new story. It's as if, it's as if there's two histories in this book. What came before Devora and what came after Devora. And that tells you, and now, and now, now based on that, maybe we could understand a little bit. Uh, the Mishtabura brings down that a person says Shira Sayam with Kavana every day, that all his, all his Averos are forgiven. All, all, all his sins are forgiven. So why? So, so perhaps you can understand based on this, because when you sing Shira and you internalize the message of, of Akara Satoto, Akodesh Baruch Hu, so then you, you have reached a, a different level of spiritual height. And therefore, you're, you're able to create in the same way that in the same way that this generation was able to uh, was able to create a new height in spirituality. So too, when we say Az Yashir each and every day, we're able to create that spiritual height for ourselves on a daily basis. And that's what Rashi says. It does not say, um, uh, as getting a parak vav, it does not say Vayosifu. Stop Vayosifu. What, what happens in the generation of Gidon is a new story unrelated to what happened before. Um, they were given a clean slate. It was almost like the Shira was Yom Kippur. It was Yom Kippur. Um, and and how, how glorious was the Kohen Gadol. It says so, we base Kachea Kodashim. When he came out of the Kachea Kodashim, the Holy of Holies, the shalom belief ega, without in peace, without any, without being harmed in uh, uh, in any way, and that's the power of the shira. It says so. We base kodeshim. We we enter the kodesh kodeshim in spirituality by singing shira, and that's why it's important. We say azir every day. We shouldn't just bumper through it. We should uh, we should um, say it with kavana uh, and, and so. On. Okay. Okay, interesting, interesting phenomenon here. Beforehand, it was, okay, Moab, which sort of lived on the border. Uh, and you had, you had the Canaanim who lived inside the land. Here you have Midjan. So now, what we're going to see is a, is a very different approach to oppression. There, there, are, there are two types of, of oppression. So we know that, for example, for example, um, when, when the Chorban Beis Amigdash took place, the first one, so what, what happened? There were two stages of the Gullus. The one Gullus happened 11 years before the Chorban Beis Amigdash. The Gemara in Megillah tells us that there was a big machlokas about the 70 years. Right? So, you know, if you think the Jewish people are on, are on the front page of the newspaper today, it's always been true. In the Persian times, there was there was an article uh, written by uh, uh, what's his name. Anyway, in the Persian times, there was an article written about the prophecy of the seventy years, and 
and people, and it was also, it was republished in the Babylonian times, and it was uh, republished uh, in Time Magazine of the times, and, and everyone was, was, was congregating over the concept of the 70 years. And, and, and that's all, everyone was sitting there, there was a tzitta in the world, literally, everyone, when is the Jewish people going back to the land of Israel? God tell us that Ahasuerus had a cheshbon, that the 70 years ended in the third year of his reign. And that's why he made the party, and that's why he, he wears the big day kahuna, right? We, you know, we say the positive kalim, kalim right? We say the pasuk which brought out the kalim of the base of Migdash. It was a, a sign of that the Jewish people are no longer returning to their land. Um, uh, Esther. What? Yeah. Esther. No, Ahasuerus put it out. Not Esther. No, it's the, we, we, we lame the trough in the tune of Echa, I said. Uh, you didn't say that. Okay. Um, so, uh, anyway, so, uh, anyway, if you want to know how uh, history repeats, so there is a, um, uh, if you go to the Museum of the Jewish Heritage, I mean, this is a freaky story, um, there's a Sefer Torah on one of the floors, I think on the floor of the Holocaust, and they move things around because they opened up that unbelievable Auschwitz exhibit. I don't know if it's still there, but if it comes back, it's a very meaningful exhibit to see. My wife and I went, and my daughter, we did it during the nine days uh, last year, not this year. Uh, anyway, um, there's a Sefer Torah that they have, uh, a modern Sefer Torah. And the story on that Sefer Torah was, was that the Hitler Yamach Shemo had taken that Sefer Torah for a museum. And he was gonna have a museum of a lost culture. And that Sefer Torah was gonna be, was gonna be prominent. And so that Sefer Torah, we, so we have of course that Sefer Torah. And of course, uh, you know, there's a story. Rabbi Fran told the story at four CM Ashasas ago. Told an unbelievable story. He says that on the, one of the, at the, I think the 30th anniversary of the capture of Eichmann, um, the, Ger the German government did a, some kind of documentary. Uh, on, on that story. And they went to Israel and they found some of the Mossad agents that were involved in the story. And one of the Mossad agents was retired and learning in a yeshiva in a kolel, as, as, as Am Yisrael uh, does. Anyway, so they went to him, they wanted to interview him. And, and they, um, so he said, he'll, he'll agree to the interview on one condition, that the interview takes place at the center of the base, of, uh, of the base Medrash. So they said to him, it's very noisy here, you know, we'll go to a quiet room, it'll be more effective. He says, no. He says, when the Germans are watching this documentary, I want them to know I'm Israel Chai. I want them to know that we built yeshivas and we built Eretz Yisrael and we did all. Let them see it. Let them see it. Let them see what, what's happened to us. Uh, anyway, so that's, so that's, so anyway, so when, when the goal has happened, so, so what, what Nebuchadnezzar thought was that he led all the, um, all, all the leaders called the Gullahs of the Choresh of Moscow, literally the carpenters and the, and the craftsmen. So Mordechai Yehudi, but, right, uh, is, and, and that's, you know, if you, if you read the Pasuk, in the tune of Eicha, in, in the second paragraph, Yehudah, wasn't the last king, Sikyal was the last king, because Mordechai was sent into Gullahs uh, as a member of the Sanhedrin in the first round. So now what, was, now, what was the goal there? The goal there was everybody should pay taxes, everybody should chill, and, uh, and, and, and let live. Unfortunately, 
unfortunately, uh, um, the the CTO and and uh, the King of Mitzrayim, and they all had this idea that they were going to destroy Babel. And Yirmiyahu, it's a famous taboo, where he walks around with a yoke on his shoulders, didn't want that to take place. And unfortunately, uh, the colors took place. Ahasuerus' Heshbon was from the first colors, 11 years early. He didn't count from the Horbon, he counted from the, from the earlier. So, he, so it, the story of the Jewish people is, is, is constant. Now, uh, so it's an interesting idea. Now, now midget, so that was one level of conquest, and that's one level of oppression. That you come into the land, you take over the land, right? You change the flags, you 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 put up your your statues, your monuments. Uh, today we take down monuments. Uh, anyway, you uh, 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 and you say we're in charge, and and you pay us, right? And you you, you give uh, homage to us. That's one level. The Midianites, who cared nothing about Eretz Yisrael, uh, came in here and they represented the different level of capture, destruction. They came in and their goal was to create utter destruction of the land. So much so, so much so, and it's really, and it's, a, it's, a, it's that contrast that we see sociologically where you have a conquest where, where you, know, you know, there have been conquests uh, throughout history that have worked. Because, because the, the conquering people were determined to develop the land. And, and when you develop the, the land, you know, listen, listen, uh, the colonies, theoretically, I, I know later on it became a little bit oppressive with the taxes and all that stuff. But really when, when, the, when, when, the, when British uh, uh, sent people here to develop the colonies, the colonies were developing, they were growing. The, the American Revolution never would have happened had the, the, the 100, 200 years before, the people didn't settle into the land. There's that famous, uh, there's that famous picture um, in the movie 1776. You ever seen that movie? An excellent movie about the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, so one of the ways, so that you know, they decided that the vote has to be unanimous to, vote to, to separate from Britain. If it's not unanimous, they're not going to do it. So, so one of the ways that, so one of the ways that they did it was that they took the delegates out to the colonies to show the people what's, go what's going on in, in, in the colonies. And when they saw how people, when they saw that it was a viable plan to, to create a country, so that's when people signed up to it. So, so, you, have, so you have two levels of, of conquest. You have conquest that can be beneficial both sides, and that, and that could be a little bit more successful, or at least last for a long time. Or, or you have Mijan, which was, which was out for utter destruction. Um, uh, you know, e even the Romans who did create utter destruction, but not at first. They weren't out to do that at first, and, and well, sadly, it happened eventually. But so anyway, this—that's what happens with Midian. But Pasiad Midian al Yisrael. It says that the hand of Midian was very, very strong against the Jewish people. That they Midian asulahan bnei Yisrael as minharos. They made for themselves dugouts, literally. They dug out. Interesting, the word minharos. Uh, one of the before should point out is means minimal amount of light. It has the word asher barim es hamaros es hamisados. It has the. It means a little a minimal amount of light so that they could. I think Rasha Hashem shows sim v'hamor katan the makom she'ein nikar korim minaharos. 
Minaros means that they, they, they hid in a place where there's only a little bit of light, so it's not noticeable. So when the enemies are, are, are passing by, they don't see that people are, are camped there. And, and that's a very, uh, uh, we didn't see that before in Sefer Shofar. We didn't see that the Jews were hiding. And they, they didn't have to hide in the caves and, and in the fortresses, etc. Now, so, so, so right away, the, the Novi, the very beginning of the Perek, defines the oppression as very, very severe. Much worse than, than even before. And it gets worse. Yeah, and Novi goes on to tell us. So the Mesudah David said, If they went into the field and they planted, they began to plant uh, in the field. And, and the crops began to grow. It began to tomeach. It began to develop. The Allah Mijan, Vamalek, Ubne Kedem, Belu Allah. And what would happen? They would come, right, and they would destroy uh, the land. Uh, they would come, now notice Midjan, Amalek, and Benekedem are people uh, from there. So there's always people who don't want us to grow and don't want us to develop. the Pasuk says, and they would, and they would destroy, um, as Masudas points out, the, the developing crops, um, but if you think about it, what's the worst kind of oppression? Poverty. Uh, uh, like it's not just that they were under a tough hand over the enemy, but poverty now spread uh, through, throughout, throughout the land. And, and there was no food. Uh, it, was, it was a very, it became very challenging. And then, and then the Novi goes on to use another uh, hyperbole. Kihem and Mikdehem Yalu, Boalehem, Oboki de Arbelo. At any time they, they would they would come, they would come like a swarm of of locusts, right? The Makas Arba. So Bijan was a, a not an occupying uh, uh Oppressor looking to develop their land and develop their wealth and develop their empire, uh, Midjan was simply out with destruction. Uh, it's interesting. Um, so, you know, one of the reasons why Sukkis is called Zaman Simchasenu is, is uh, Al Simchas Hayyavu, because Sukkis is called Chag Kalasif. It was the, the season of, of gathering that when they, when they would see that the, the great blessing that a Kodesh Baruch Hu had, had had given to the Jewish people in the crops and in the growth, it would be a tremendous simple. There's also another level. Not only were the people who had the great harvest happy, but the poor people would be happy because now they know they had Leket and Shekha and Peya and, and, you know, they were able to go when they were, uh, they were like, the Murrah has an expression in the Tachlis Megillah, that Megillah reading has to go with Matonis Lev Yonim. Because uh, when we read the Megillah, uh, you know, the, the eyes of the poor people in the Shua, um, you know, they know that they're going to get Matonis Lev Yonim. They're happy as well. So, so, the, so the harvest season created happiness on so many different levels. It created happiness for the people. It created happiness for the poor people. Who, who, you know, Megillah's Rus, you know, where Rus was able to go out into the field and to collect. All of that was destroyed 
by the Mijanites. And, 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 now, and everybody was in a state of poverty. And this state of poverty was, was really terrible question. And the Lovik uh, uses that expression, Vayidal Yisrael Mo, Vayidal. Dal is, a, is an expression of poverty. And, and, very, and very sad, very sad poverty that, that came upon them. So finally, after the, the poverty set in, so B'nai Israel called out and, and did shuva and called out to Hashem. What's interesting here is although they called out to Hashem, Hashem sends a Novi before he sends a shofar. The Novi is the, the four spice for the shofar. So let's see what the Novi says. So according to our tradition, most instances in Sefer Shoftim where we have a Novi, it's Pinchas. Pinchas is the, is the, so to speak, the Novi of Sefer Shoftim. Um, certainly we had it earlier, and we spoke about the place called Bochim, and both Rashi and the Radak here point out that the Novi that was sent was, was Pinchas, and it quotes some uh, say the Olam Rabbah. Um, now, what, what, what was his purpose? So Radak points out, you know, in life, <laughs> there are consequences. Pinchas came to tell them, you know what, there are consequences. You, 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 for, you forsake Hashem, you, you, you went, you worshipped idols, and now well, you're upset that you got a consequence. Reality is, there's a consequence. there are consequences in life. So what did he say to them? Uh, well, no, yeah, uh, uh, very interesting in, in this in Sefer Shoktim, there's a common theme that that the concept of Yitzias Mitzrayim is held over the heads of Bnei Israel. Uh, I, so we, we explained a little bit last week that part of the reason of that is because we're only a couple of generations removed from it. It's still stories that Zaydi told. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's shot, you know, certainly people could have even been alive that saw the wars, that maybe saw the end, that maybe were, were born in the Midbar even. Uh, you know, we're still in that zone or, or, even, or it's not even that far removed from their existence. It's not uh, 10 generations, it's two or three generations, four generations the most uh, at this point. So, so the Novi says that Hashem took the Adam and Remember, right, the Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim is our Alamo. Remember the Alamo. He says, you forgot about the Alamo. You're supposed to remember the Alamo. The Maral says that believing in Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim is Yisodeimu. Is the foundation of our faith is to believe that Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim took place. He says because, he said, I mean, if you think about it conceptually, if you don't believe in Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, there's nothing. Right, so nothing else makes sense uh, after that. So what do you believe? And that's why there's a mitzvah to, to be maski, it's yes, mitzrayim, by yom v'layla, right? You have to do it in lamantis, 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 So if you look in the art scroll sitter, right next to what he says, he's supposed to think about the mitzvah of yes, mitzrayim. I also think, that and it goes back to what we said before about saying Az Yashir. If you get, you know, there's always this concept that Mishnah Perkyavos talks about Dami Ayin Bosom. 
it's very important to know where you come from. And, and when a person has that connection to his roots, um, you behave a different way. You don't, you, don't, you don't see things in what we call the Delta run. You don't, you don't just, there's a certain, oh, I'm connected. Oh, my, you know, people come, uh, you know, people love, you know, people find uh, pictures of their, uh, you know, their Altezade, the free He was a, he was a shoyche and he wore a Bekisha and a long, and he walked into people's house and, uh, oh, I got to show you this picture. There's a certain uh, connection that a person has. Pinchas Anovi comes to Am Yisrael and he says to them, remember you see us Mitzrayim. You forgot about that, right? Um, uh, he says, not only did I take you out of Mitzrayim, but the plan was to give you the land. But I said to you, don't, don't fall into the Avod Zorah trap. Their guys are meaningless. And you didn't listen. So the Novi, the Novi's rebuke is basically, you forgot about your roots. Remember your roots. Can't forget about your roots. Da me ayin basa. Because da me ayin basa defines lanatat halat. If, like, if, if you know where you're coming from, then the path to your future is usually a lot clearer. And you know, you know what you have to do, what a Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, ex- expects of us. You know, we talk about, you know, we talk about chino uh, chabanim, you know, raising children. Uh, the greatest, you know, you know, when we raise children, we, we have, you know, that's the whole idea of the Seder, we got it to that we have to tell them where we come from. Why are we doing this? Like, why, why is this important? Why is it important to, to, to go to a Shia? Why is it important to learn Torah? To learn Torah? Why, when you, why are you in Yeshia? Why am I paying uh, 20 plus thousand dollars a year or whatever it is? Uh, to, to, that you should be in a private school in a yeshiva set of, set of free in, in public school. It, it's because 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 it's important that you have to know where you're coming from. When a person knows where they're coming from, so then so then then that's a whole different uh, approach. So the Navi rebuke, rebukes them for losing their sense of their roots. If they remember their roots, then they're going to be a whole lot better. Uh, okay, we'll just do one more piece, and after this is getting late. Uh, so let's 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 introduce ourselves to Gidon. Vayavo Malach Hashem, Vayeshev Tachasayla Asher Ve'Ofra, Asher LiYowash Avi Ha'Ezri, VeGidon Bino Chovet Chitim Bagas Lanis Mibnei Mijan. Okay, so this is a busy pasuk, very busy pasuk. Pasuk Gidon. Uh, we are. Number one, number one, we're introduced to a malach. Now it says the malach sat under the, the elm tree. Uh, I'm not, uh, what's the significance of the elm tree? Uh, nothing. Uh, anyway, in a place called Afra, and in the place where a man named Yoash lived. Yoash was Gidon's father. And Gidon was chopping wheat in a wine press. Okay, the gas is a wine press, right? Beisabad is the olive press, and Gas is a wine press. Well, we just had uh, the daf two days ago. A uh, person, it was yesterday, it was yesterday. Yesterday's daf discussed um, if you're allowed to take um, uh, wine uh, out of the Gas, out of the, out of the press, before giving Truman Meiser. Is that considered um, what's called Achiba Sarai? Uh, the halacha is that you're allowed to, 
to eat achila sarai, a snack, quote unquote, uh, before giving chuma and meiser. So while it's still in the gas, while it's still in the wine press, we're going to discuss is whether that's considered uh, achila sarai. So gas refers to the, uh, to the wine press. Now, why is that important? So there's a number of questions here. Uh, number one, what's the story with the mouth? So that's the first question. Question two, um, why was he cut, chopping wheat in a wine press? So, so the Pasuk already answers that question. Says, Number three, why, why mention Gidom's father? That's, that's the third question. So again, what's the story with the Malak, which we won't fully answer in this Pasuk? What's the story, why, why is he chopping wood in a wine press? Uh, wheat, I'm sorry, no, wheat in a wine press. And why? And why is it? What? What? Why do we have to know about his father? Okay. So let 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 let's start with the first thing. Um, his, what, why do we need to know about his father? So number one, what does it mean? He was Avi Ezri. So Rashi says that it, they were descendants of Menashe. It's it's Avi Ezer ben Gilad ben Menashe. Okay, Gidon was a descendant of Menashe. That's the first first comment. So we have a little family. Uh, lineage and connection to who we were. The Gidon Benam. So listen to, listen to this. Unbelievable story. Um, I want to point out that I'm, uh, I'm probably not going to do so much of it tonight. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between Gidon, the call of Gidon to be the Shofet, and Moshe. We're going to see very, uh, I, 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 I didn't notice it till recently, but there's a very, very stark comparisons between Moshe and Gidon. And, and also, and one more person, Elio Anovi. So, so Gid, Gidon, maybe that's, one, maybe that's why I like this guy so much. He's, he's, he's uh, so to speak, sandwiched in by great, great redeemers. And, and he's going to become a great redeemer himself. We're going to see the miraculous, not today, but we're going to see the miraculous battle that Gidon fights. Okay, so, so, okay, now the Gidon Benam. Rashi deals with the wine, with the wine press issue. Aviv His father would uh, chop the, the wheat and he would sift it. Right, he would do, I guess, do the next step. Amalo, Gidon said, Abba, Zakenata, you're very old. Now remember, we said the Midianites did not want B'nai Israel to process wheat. They wanted them to be in a state of poverty. So Gidon said to his father, he says, I can't let you do this. Why? Because if the guy will see you doing it, you, you're too old. You won't be able to flee. He says, you go and you, um, and I'll take care of it. Meaning, meaning, meaning if anyone gets in trouble, let it be me. Because at least I have a shot. If I hear that they're coming, I have a chance to, to run away. You, you're going to be stuck and you're going to be captured and, and God knows what happened. There's a there's a Gemara in it, there's a Gemara, I think it's in Kedushin, um, where 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 you could do where you could take the same act of kibbutz Ava aim, and one it's a tremendous mitzvah, and one it's an avera. So the Gemara tells the story of the uh, of the of the son that made the father do a very heavy labor. And he was praised. Why? Because the because the father were because the king wanted the father to come, and really the heavy labor was done by the son. 
but when the king wanted the father to serve to serve him the son said you do the heavy labor and i'll go serve the king why because the heavy labor is on your terms you'll do it when you feel like it the king is going to wake up in the middle of the night the king is going to ask you to do things that are impossible too difficult for you better i go and do that and you take care of this work so the other person so you see that that you can ask a, a parent to do menial labor but yet still be makai and keep it away most of the other thing the Gemara says that you could you could buy them you could buy them a steak dinner and, and put it down in front of them and, and say here go sit and eat don't bother me so, that, that, so yeah yes on a certain level that that fulfills uh, but it's not really nice it's not, it's not the way to show so Gidon said that let me do this work you can't do this work because if something if something happens you're going to be you're going to be uh, in trouble. Says the Radak uh, on that. And listen to the Radak. Now, the Radak comments on, on the fact that the, about the Mala. The Radak on Pasuk Kidawah. Eino Rotsaloma Yeshiva. First of all, he says, Malachim don't sit. Ki ain't nirem ha Malachim be Yeshiva, ki im da Amidah. Malachim only stand. Kibo Malach Hashem Omeid. The Torah and Hanukkah, Shabbos Hanukkah. By Yoshua, it says that the Malach was standing next to him. Malachim don't sit. What was he doing there? What was the role of the Malach? He was waiting for Gidon. Because he sat there, it means he was really waiting there. And when Gidon didn't notice him, he appeared to him. However, when the Malach came to him, he didn't initially identify himself as a Malach. We're going to see that Gidon takes steps to identify him as a Malach. Mashal, Shakadish Baruch, Nimsalam, Yisrael, Bechol Ace, and Yifnu Elah, Vikro, Behemas. So the Radak says a beautiful mashal that, that the Malach is there, but Gidon doesn't recognize him. It's a mashal that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is waiting for us. He's always there. He's, he's there. You have to, but but, but you, your job is to go search him out. It's a, certainly a Kodesh Elul message. Kodesh Baruch Hu is waiting, but we have to turn to him. If we don't turn to him, he'll be just standing there and we, and we won't come. Over the Ras, um, the Mandrish brings down that the Malach was looking for a zechus in Gidon. What, what makes Gidon worthy of, of leadership? That's the first thing Moshe Rabbeinu, right? What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Me, Anochi, Ki, Elech, El Paro. Like, who am I? What makes me, what makes me worthy? And the Malach said, look what happened. Yoash, his father, was, was chopping the wheat. You go home and I'm going to cut the wheat, chop the wheat. Because if the Mijanim come, you're not going to be able to flee. Amar Hamawa, Yamta Mitzis Kabol, the Roy Atashi Valu Bini Ayodecha. This is someone who has such a sense of keep it up, aim. It's not, it, it's not going to be just for himself. It's going to be for all of, uh, of Am Yisrael. 
and and that midah of 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 rachamim, not just that that he was makayim the mitzvah kibud avayim in itself, but 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 he had that insight and he had that sense of compassion. So the Malach says, or Kaddish Baruch Hu says, that such a person is right to be the the leader of the Jewish people. Moshe Rabbeinu, we are the famous Medrash with the sheep. And the sheep runs away, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu sees that the sheep was thirsty because he runs to the water, and Moshe picks, you know, gives, gives the sheep to drink and picks up the sheep and puts it on his shoulders, and, and puts it on his shoulders and brings it back. Uh, the Medrash brings down. That was the sign that Moshe was a, a worthy leader. So, so we, again, you see Gidon and Moshe, there are a lot of parallels uh, that that both of them are, are chosen as leaders through acts of compassion uh, that, that, that they have. Okay, so, anyway, so, uh, and so, so the Malach's role was two things, uh, as the Radak points out. The role of the Malach was, was to indicate to us to turn to Hashem. That, the, that Hashem is always there. In the same way the Malach was standing by the side, we have to look, we have to search out Hashem. The second role was, the second idea was that the Malach was sent to see the worthiness of Gidon. And Gidon did this tremendous act on his father. Uh, it says that Gidon, that Gidon was ready uh, to be the leader of the Jewish people. And again, as you said, that's a comparison to Moshe. Okay, uh, I think we're gonna stop here. Um, and we're going to continue the story next week. We'll go next week and the week after. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll try to finish the story of Gidon in the next two weeks. And Mr. Sham, I hope after the Yom Tovim we'll continue uh, this year. Uh, again, we, we, we wish the Neshama of Rav Yerachmiel and Rav Aramea should have, uh, have an Aliyah. And next week, uh, we're going to stay at 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll, we'll leave this. I know people, if it gets too early, people uh, won't be able to come on. But we'll be 8 o'clock on Zoom. Uh, or if you want to come to Brooklyn, you're welcome to sit in this empty room. There's tremendous social distance. You don't have to worry about this room. Um, there's, <laughs> I, have, I have company, but uh, there's really there's no problem. There's no danger in this room. This room is as safe as it could be. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, take care. Uh, have a good week, and Mr. Shaman, I look forward to seeing you next Sunday night. All right, thanks, Rod. You're welcome.